What's up, Cardboard Nation? Welcome back to Go GTS Live, the Hobbies Web Show, our first show of 2020. Hope you guys are doing well. Ivan was running a little bit late, and so we said we're starting at 9.05 with or without him. He actually made it on time, but he had a technical difficulty, which he is efforting in the background. Uh, so for now, you're stuck with me. Hope you guys are all well, had an enjoyable holiday break, and are well on your way to a great 2020. Lots been happening uh, since we last spoke with you all. And uh, so, yeah. It wouldn't be it wouldn't be Ivan if if he wasn't late for the first show of the year, right? <laughs> All right, so jam packed show for you tonight. Let me catch you up on what we got going on. So I was at the Upper Deck uh, Certified Diamond Dealer Conference all last week and uh, brought home some bonus giveaways. And uh, so you're there. Are you here, Ivan? I see him. He's texting me. Okay. Um, and so I've got some bonus giveaways I'll share with you in a little bit here. Russ Cohen has been busy behind the scenes uh, covering hockey on the East Coast. And we have off the post segments, uh, locker room comments post game with uh, Nicholas Backstrom of the Washington Capitals, as well as Brad Marshawn of the Boston Bruins. We've got a in-depth hobby happenings a lot of stuff to catch up on uh pretty rebel relevant and timely still so we'll dive into all that some three box breaks tonight trilogy hockey from upper deck panini contenders nfl football cards as well as contenders nba basketball cards i Can't hear some wait. typing going on i think he's here i think he's here i'm here I've been on the screen for a while, but now the audio settings are all fixed and I am I'm here. Hopefully I'm 10,000 times louder for all of you blowing out your ears with the new year. And thank awesome. you. Awesome. Thank Welcome you. Everybody. Back. Subscriptions are, are rolling you? in. Did you talk about subscriptions already? Twitch? No. Twitch is like on fire. Mike Wiley, 22, Desert Dog, nine, Paps Beer and JG Fan, 24 forever as well. So that's an exciting thing to come back to for the new year. So I missed you. I missed you, Rob. I I missed all you guys. Yeah, I missed you too, Ivan. It seems like we were gone longer than a month. Um, yeah, that month sure was crazy. stretched on. But I was definitely ready to dive back into things. So picking up where I left off. So after box breaks, we're going to debut a new segment uh, called Hobby Playmakers. And I'll tell you about more about that later. Uh, hot in the shop. Some great products dropping next week. Plus, with... Uh, Jeopardy greatest of all time taking place this past week. Uh, we have a little bit of content related to that to share with you as well. But as always, we kick things off with our Go GTS Live Q of the Week poll. Ivan, tell them what it is. Well, the first poll of 2020, uh, I have to think that I inspired this one just a little bit. Can I take some yes, credit you for did. it? Yes, uh, you did. Yes, you did. The Go GTS Live Q of the Week poll, which you can find on Twitter, twitter.com slash Go GTS Live, is starting off 2020. What is your most used secondary marketplace for purchasing singles? 
So I noticed that purchasing was in caps on that. We can dive into what that means in a minute or what this question means. But the poll options were COMC, COMC, short for checkoutmycards.com, eBay, short for electronicbay.com, Beckett, <laughs> short for Beckett, or other. Short please for Beckett Marketplace. Reply. Beckett Marketplace, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Or other, please reply. Um, probably not a surprise that the number one so far, there's still an hour left for you to vote at twitter.com slash go GTS live. The number one, uh, answer right now is eBay, but the percentages are interesting. The percentage for eBay right now is 74 and a half percent. The percentage for com C is 15.3% with only 1.3 of you stating Beckett. And I'm curious about the 9% who stated other, um, what some well, of your places have been. Well, you know what? I'm not surprised because I almost made it a an option, but I wanted other. I was like an other. Um, dominating the other is sports lots. Um, I know a lot of people who use sports lots. I've used it. But then, you know, a couple other people uh, like Chris Parday 07 said Facebook groups as well as Chris Adams, Pirate Dad 69. Uh, a couple people said, you know, Twitter, um, which isn't surprising either. Like, catch me if you can, which is rubbing, rubbing, racing, rubbins and racing. Um, so, yeah. I was curious because, well, first off, man, Beckett had put a ton of money into that marketplace several years ago and, uh, 1.3%. Ouch. Um, yeah. I wonder why that is. Cause there's like a billion cards on there too. Um, I, I yeah, it's almost like a card encyclopedia tied yeah. to where you can buy cards. Uh, do you think it's the, the like membership? wall or the fact that it just isn't optimized. You don't need well a member to buy SEO. from the marketplace. You just have to log in. Well, yeah, like logging in. I don't know. You got to log into eBay and Com C to buy. Yeah, but eBay is like an automatic login. And the, one of the things that I've been talking about Com C a lot lately is that Com C lists your cards on eBay. So at least as a seller marketplace, Com C gets all the eyeballs of eBay as well. Hmm, Beckett might be smart to partner with them and do the same thing, huh? Yeah, uh, though I will tell you one of the drawbacks, now this is off the tangent of the question, um, one of the drawbacks to ComC is that they no longer offer group submissions from your ComC account, which I was a little surprised by. I was looking forward to sending some cards in to get graded just through that portal without having to deal with all the shipping myself. Um, but I think that could be an interesting thing too if there was an option... If there's a way for them to combine and work together a little bit, I don't know. In Hobby Happenings, we're going to talk about some other changes going on at ComC. But in the meantime, yeah, if you haven't voted yet, uh, go do so. Weigh in. Share your thoughts. Twitter.com slash GoGTSLive. And also, why is Twitter important in this show for first-time viewers, Ivan? Yeah, well, the reason we want you to vote there first thing in the show is that we are giving away tons of stuff. In fact, Rob, you haven't even gotten into the special giveaways yet tonight, have you? Nope, that's next. Yeah, we've got tons of stuff to give away tonight, um, as well as the hits from the boxes that we don't even know what's in them yet. So that could be 
We could be giving away gold. We could be giving away silver. We could be giving away coal. How is your Christmas? We'll find out tonight. But we need a place to give it away, and we give it away through Twitter. So make sure that if you don't have a Twitter account, you go create one right now and follow us first and foremost. Go GTS Live. It's easy. It's free. That's it. Also, right. FoxBull330 in the Twitch chat just mentioned those were keystrokes. Thought someone was banging on a trash can. I don't. It, does my keyboard sound loud to you, Rob? Because it's sounding loud to me, but it's the soft one. I don't know what's going uh, on tonight. No, it's all right. 2020 hard keyboard? I don't know. <laughs> Hashtag. Yeah. All right. Um, let's dive into a little hockey news. Russ Cohen works hard behind the scenes at sportsology.net. He's our resident. Uh, NHL credential holder and had an opportunity to talk with Nicholas Backstrom after a game um, late last week, as well as Brad Marchand just a couple days ago. Check out these off the post videos, uh, their comments of the game and a look at each player's uh, hot cards. And we'll come back and tell you about some giveaways that I brought back from the Upper Deck Certified Diamond Dealer Conference. Check this out. Like, yeah, uh, and also give maturity. Uh, what do you see happening there? Yeah, absolutely. That's that's on us. And, and I mean, if you're gonna win games uh, this time of year, you can can learn. And uh, obviously, you're gonna capitalize on, on our part of place. I mean, we we weren't good at all in, in that aspect tonight. So uh, that's something we gotta be better at. A couple of late goals. Uh, that one tied a game by them in the first. Another one late in the second period as well. How tough was that? Especially in the second period, when you seem to have things kind of go your way in that yeah. period. Yeah, it's tough. But I mean, I, I mean, I feel like that's that's hockey sometimes, and, uh, or maybe sports in general. I mean, even if we we wanted to get a lead there in the second, I mean that. Uh, we'll let it in the shorter there instead. So uh, disappointing, but at the same time, I mean, we we had enough chances to in the third to put a lot of power plays there. I don't know how many, three, four maybe in the, in the last. So we should we should have done something better. Of, but um, yeah, I mean, this is on us for sure. Was it entries or was it once you guys were in the zone? Um, anything they were doing? What was it? To your mind that that wasn't clicking for you guys. I mean, I think I think we were just a little too passive. I mean, we even if we're uh, one man advantage, we we got to be a little bit more uh, desperate. I think, and, and yeah, it's it's all about execution too. I mean, if you execute plays, I mean, good things happen. And, and uh, I mean, we weren't on the same pitch there tonight. You ever seen a game like that? Were you aware of that that rule? Yeah, I knew it was, I knew I know that rule. You touch it on a penalty shot, it's that's your shot, so it's unfortunate. Um, you know, a tough way to lose on a play like that, but uh, you know we gotta be we gotta be better when we have the lead. Um, so we gotta do a better job with that tomorrow. What kind of key their comeback? They're down five two. What was the kind of key for them to kind of get back in it? Well, they compete hard. They don't give up. Um, they've been pretty resilient, I think, especially at home this year. Um, you know, they just kept coming. I mean, they, they just kept pressuring us, and they were jumping four and five guys in every play. Um, you know, and they caught us with some bad turnovers and uh, missed coverage and stuff. So, um, you know, we, we, we know when we get up on teams, they're going to come. They have nothing to lose, so we're going to be a little bit better uh, in games like that. Just looking at that, goes ahead by two to three feet, so you go with speed. Is that what you're... Yeah, I mean, I was just trying to, trying to get going and, and uh, just missed it. Should the league look relook at that rule? You think where it's such a harmless play where you you know you tip it and you shoot out and I mean that's 
the way it is. I'm not going to overthink it. All right, we're back. Thanks to Russ Cohen for that. So, as I mentioned, I was at the Upper Deck Certified Diamond Dealer Conference, and prior to that was at the distributor meetings down there in Orlando. And so uh, that got me an opportunity to grab some swag and bring back for you guys. Nice. So uh, we have three bonus giveaways. The first is, consists of a Upper Deck Series 1 hockey binder. Ooh, that's pretty. Clear off of there a little bit. There we go. Plus two samples of the all-new product coming out later this year, Allure Hockey. And they are not die-cut um, when they come for real. They just cut the corners off so people know that they were like samples. And in addition to that... Card trimming. Card trimming. <laughs> upper in next addition to that, a Tiger Woods Funko pop figure. Oh, nice. So that's fun. Okay. So that's bonus number one. Bonus number two. Uh, more Allure sample cards. When we did the box break of Upper Deck Series 1 hockey like a month or so ago, uh, the, that prize actually went unclaimed. So I have all the Young Guns inserts, um, canvas. Oh, wow. I think there's a exclusive number to 10 in there so i've got all the cool cards from our oh, wow. break of that plus yep a series one binder to put them in nice okay, so that's prize number two i'll make somebody's day and then the mother load here we go okay so again binder a ultra pro Acrylic puck holder and card holder, one of their brand new products called Clear oh. Puck and Card Flip Display. Displays either horizontally or vertically. Okay. That's savvy. Also, or should I say snappy? I, I really hesitated to give this away because the, the fabric of this hat is phenomenal. Tiger Woods Foundation, Family Foundation hat. Ooh. That's cool. More Allure sample cards. And now are the Allure sample cards, is it like two players or is it like they took cards from the whole set? So they like, took cards from the whole set. Oh, that's cool. And a the contents of a upper deck black box. What? Which you didn't is, tell me that in the prize. <laughs> I gotta make sure I clarify which one that goes with. That goes with the Ultra Pro. There is Did you open it already? On card Matt Barkley Auto. And a Goodwin Champions Elvin Hayes memorabilia card. Oh, that's very cool. So that goes with the Ultra Pro and the hat and the binder. All right, wow. so those are the three bonus prizes in addition to our regular hits from our box breaks let me clean All up right. a little bit already here so you're probably wondering how do i win those bonus prizes uh, i mentioned our twitter earlier twitter.com slash go gts live 
Well, 91 of you already did retweet that uh, pinned Periscope tweet. But You're uh, so you smart. Not, if you have not yet already, you know that that's always a way to get into any bonus giveaways we do or get a bonus entry. So make sure the live broadcast of the show that's going on right now from our Twitter that you retweet that. Uh, brownie points if you're watching on Periscope and you're giving us all those hearts right now. People are going crazy. They're excited for this. Um, note, brownie points do not translate into actual entry points, but you can still... We still appreciate it anyway. Yeah, yeah we all love you. All we right. love you. We love you like the, uh, like the Astros love buzzers. That all right, wasn't let's my best work. I know I can do better. <laughs> We've got a whole show. Oh, hey, and we've got a little visitor. He's got... Who wants to say hi? What has he got? He's got chocolate on his hands? No. Well, hello. Oh, he's got boogers. <laughs> 2020 is off to a fantastic start. Oh, you want a, you want a kind bar, or you're giving that to Daddy? Kind bar. Go GTS Live, brought to you by kind bars. Bar. Or candy bar, as my young son would say. Okay, you got to come say hi real quick with those boogers. Say hi. hi. Say hi. Hi. Tell them you went to Disney. Disney. Oh. Disney. Yeah, who'd you I see? I saw there? your pictures on Facebook. It was awesome. Who did you see? Elephant. Elephant. What was the elephant's name? Yep. All right. I love you. Sorry. That's okay. I forgot to lock the door. That's on me. Thank you, audience at home, for rolling with it. All right. You ready, bro? Yep, <laughs> I'm ready. Okay. Where were we? Uh, hobby let's, happenings? Yeah, let's dive okay. into a uh, first look at some hobby happenings of the new year with some news, nuggets, and nuggets in hashtag the hobby thing of ours. So we start off with a story that's a follow-up. On our last show of 2019, we told you about Panini's venture into blockchain technology. Well, since that time, the sale of the first 10 of 100 total cards to be sold through this method were finalized. The cumulative total for all 10 one-of-one cards was $80,163.35. However, that total was heavily skewed by the sale of this Kobe Bryant Logo Man autographed card, which alone sold for $61,714.29. The rest of the cards sold for much more realistic prices. Yep. In a uh, descending order from there, we start with the Ja Morant Ri Hachimura Dual Logo Man Autograph, which sold for $3,591.85. Followed closely by the Kyler Murray NFL Shield logo autograph for $3,183.68. Meanwhile, the Honus Wagner cut signature card sold for $3,102.05. It's fun that they give you the actual penny amount, huh? Yeah, I mean, much more realistic prices, too. But then prices dropped significantly for the next two cards, which were the Damian Lillard and Kobe White Logoman autos, which each sold for $1,959.19 each. And then we saw some additional drop-offs before the next three sold. 
selling between 15,000 or sorry, 1,552 and 1,302 were the Glaber Torres Patch Auto, Christian McCaffrey NFL Shield Auto, and the Peyton Manning Autograph. And bringing up the rear was the lone soccer card in the lot, a dual patch autograph of Luis Suarez. The next round of Panini blockchain cards is already live, and you can track the results and progress yourself at paniniamerica.net slash blockchain. Meanwhile, traditional sports cards pulled from packs are still doing some booming business on the secondary market, as evidenced by the recent sale of this Derek Jeter 1993 Upper Deck SP card, which sold through Memory Lane for $180,000. Why was I opening Collector's Choice in 1993? <laughs> Sports Collectors Daily reports that the SP Jeter saw records established and fall three times in a span of five weeks, with the Memory Lane sale topping PSA 10 Jeter cards that it sold for $138,000 and $168,000 just last month <laughs> amazing awe-inspiring or just plain crazy a little bit of both all right by now you've probably heard about the tops world record setting group break scheduled to take place on tuesday february 4th at at&t stadium in arlington texas dubbed the tops million card rip party over a dozen breakers from around the country will assemble to rip jumbo cases of 2020 Topps Series 1 baseball in celebration of this year's flagship baseball card release. The list of participating breakers was announced this week, with many of the industry's best set to take part in the record-setting break. They will each be breaking a minimum of 18 jumbo cases with a handful expected to break an additional case to get to the 1 million card mark. So here you go. For those who like the math, that's 18 breakers times 18 cases times six boxes times 10 packs times 46 cards plus... 18 breakers times 18 cases times 12 silver packs times eight cards. Okay, yeah, I know what you're saying. But, Rob, that only equals 909,792 cards. What about the <laughs> other 90,208 cards? Yes, Rob, that's exactly what I was saying. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have no fear. Uh, as it turns out, one of the breakers, Real Breaks, who was voted as the 2019 Breaker of the Year at the Industry Summit, will be breaking an additional 18 cases on their own. The Million Card Rip Party, that's the hashtag, will be broadcast live in its entirety beginning at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, February 4th, on TOPS social media accounts, including Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and directly on tops.com. Oh, and did I mention that the Guinness Book of World Records will be on hand to officially audit the break? Like I said, record setting, truly. 
ComC announced that they will be discontinuing fulfillment services for manufacturer redemption cards. That means for ComC consigners that have unscratched redemption cards received uh, that are postmarked after January 15th, they will be uploaded into your account as an unsupported item and be assessed the standard processing fee. Users will need to have any unscratched redemption cards shipped back to them if they want to redeem them, where per item fees will apply. Interestingly enough, that also includes redemption cards transferred from Upper Deck's EPAC service, which will now need to be redeemed directly by the card owner. For ComC mailbox users, you can still have redemption cards sent to your ComC mailbox, but they will not be offering fulfillment services on your behalf. You need to either ship them a quarter, no, sorry. You will need to ship them, or ship your unscratched redemption cards to yourself in order to redeem them. Any unscratched redemption cards in your account after January 15th will no longer be eligible to be scratched and redeemed by ComC on your behalf. So actually keep those quarters in your own desk. And as for previously scratched redemption cards, ComC will continue to provide support and fulfillment for any scratched redemption cards still available for sale on the ComC marketplace or in your ComC inventory awaiting fulfillment. Did you get all that, Rob? Whew. Yeah, I got it. Okay. It's right. a lot to digest. Well, okay. Scratch them yourself. That's what they're saying. I could some, have just said it that way. Some more information to pay attention to at the start of the year. Here's the official 411 on the annual USPS oh. posted trade increase and how it will impact collectors. So if you regularly ship these things using eBay's discounted commercial rates, a typical two to four ounce package will cost you relatively the same it does now, between 274 and 318. However, if you use a lot of these for trading, offline selling, or non-discounted secondary market platforms, your retail prices are going to go up considerably. That same two to four ounce package will now cost three eighty to four twenty. Mm. So, bottom line: be sure to ship all your bubble mailers via PayPal shipping to take advantage of their commercial rate discount, or start shipping lower price singles in plain white envelopes like I'm considering. But be prepared to suffer the occasional consequence of unscrupulous buyers claiming they never received it. Is that how you're going to get those uh, binders to the followers, ship them through the uh, plain white envelope? No, I'll just, <laughs> I'll just expense them. They're, they're already padded. They're binders. <laughs> Uh, I mentioned Upper Deck EPAC earlier, and Marvel collectors may want to check out this new EPAC exclusive product celebrating 80 years of Marvel comics. This is if right you can up your alley, Ivan. I know. Uh, I was just going to read, like, this next this next line doesn't apply. If you can live without the base cards, this is a pretty cool opportunity. Well, I can't live without the base cards, but you're right. This is a pretty cool opportunity to collect some really nice inserts, parallels, sketch cards, cut comic panel cards, and even artist autographed cut comic panel cards. Here are a few examples of the retro and color spike parallels that you can find. And you can also take possession of those. Mm -hmm. One of the 18 really cool 3D lenticular classic covers cards. Ooh, I like me some lenticular. Uh, 
and what the comic clippings cards look like. As well as, of course, we do have an example of a sketch card, and we're sure there will be plenty of those throughout. In fact, I'm curious, since that says Silver Age, if they have sketch cards for all the different ages of comics. Yes, they do. They Very do. cool. Cool concept. Uh, eight card packs cost $9. 15 pack boxes run 130 and guarantee either a sketch card or comic clippings card. And you don't even have to leave your house or wait for the mail to start ripping. There you go. All right. Uh, we've talked about Paul Frazier collectibles on the show before, but just to refresh your memory, they are one of, if not the leading collectible dealer across the pond in Britain that specializes in a wide range of memorabilia. The highly respected collectibles resource recently released its list of hot predictions for 2020, three of which in particular I thought you'd all appreciate. Number one, Paul Frazier predicts that the demand for 1980s memorabilia to rise significantly, particularly for movie and music memorabilia. So regardless of what kind of music you listen to in the 80s, be it Madonna and Prince, Aerosmith and Guns N' Roses, Beastie Boys and Billy Idol, or a little bit of everything, people who were teenagers in that era rather have more disposable income than ever in their lives. Between the already hyped nostalgia of the 80s and a strong economy, it could be a perfect storm for entertainment memorabilia from that era. Number two, Paul predicts that the video game category will mature. You see, the billion-dollar industry means a large and enthusiastic base of collectors already built in, and a lot of them really are eager to track down lost and forgotten gems. And the secondary market finally came of age this past year with the establishment of WADA Games, the first dedicated authentication house for rarities. A trusted authority has increased confidence and demand is soaring. As an example, in February 2019, this WADA Games authenticated copy of Super Mario Brothers from 1985 in its original packaging sold for a world record $100,150. And number three, even Britain recognizes the explosive growth of the sports card market. Mr. Frazier echoes Gary V's sentiments and predicts even more growth this year, particularly for high-end modern trading cards like the Tom Brady 2000 playoff contenders, championship and rookie ticket autographs. See, you knew I'd bring it back to sports. Interesting stuff. Thanks, Mr. Frazier. Very cool. Um, Rob, it's like we've been off for a week. What's going on? Or a month. Oh, dang it. <laughs> I'm just falling flat on all my jokes today. What? what? Uh, this one is for you vintage aficionados. If the 80s are still too recent for you, check this out. There are white whales and then there is this card. You don't know what I'm talking about. Sports Collectors Daily is reporting that what we may look back on already as the find of the year. A longtime dealer collector contacted Robert Edwards Auctions recently to inquire about some items that he'd had in his possession for nearly 30 years. Among them were sets and singles from classic Tops and Bowman issues, like you'd expect, a few autographs, and something he referred to as a card of Ty Cobb that not many people have seen. Intrigued by this description, 
REA representatives asked for a picture and were floored by what he sent over. There, in a thick lucite holder not commonly encountered since the 1990s, was a Sporting Life cabinet card of Ty Cobb from the scarce and desirable W600 series. Recognizing immediately the significance of the card, REA dropped everything and made arrangements to secure the card on consignment and will feature it as part of its upcoming spring auction. So if all you see is a card and you don't realize just how rare it is, this is only the fifth example on record between the combined SGC and PSA population reports. Wow. Combined. In 2010, REA sold a lower-graded example for $38,188. We all know what the hobby has done since 2010. This card is expected to easily realize multiples of that price. REA President Brian Dwyer told Sports Collectors Daily that the significance of this card cannot be overstated. It represents the most important card of one of the most important players to ever play the game, and it has eluded many serious collectors for years. Mm. And while Dwyer declined to provide an estimate on the final hammer price, only saying that, in his opinion, the card would easily eclipse six figures, quote, nothing would surprise us on this card, and we are very excited about bringing it to auction this spring. I only hope that whoever wins does us all a favor and brings it to the national this summer for us to at least be able to see on display. Wow. No doubt. Cause that really, that really, really is beautiful. Holy cow. Mm. Well, with the growing popularity and continued expansion of manufacturers producing website exclusive trading card products this week, leaf got in on the action. The company released its first website exclusive offering yesterday, selling out the close to 300 boxes in under five minutes. 2019 Leaf Metal Draft Baseball Red, White, and Blue Edition contains six autographs and costs $120 per box. Congrats to Brian Gray. And one last piece of news, some hobby good Cryptozoic, uh, the card manufacturers, announced a charity fundraiser of rare Harley Quinn collectibles signed by Paul Dini, co-creator of the character, starting January 30th. Proceeds from the charity fundraiser will be donated to World Central Kitchen to help the relief efforts in Puerto Rico. Very cool. Love seeing that. Absolutely. And that's a look at this week's and other recent hobby happenings. Woo! A lot going on while we were gone. That's crazy. Oh, man. So, Rob, uh, first thing I wanted to talk about was the, the nostalgia, the 80s. That was so interesting to me. First off, I noticed that you omitted U2. Come on. How come they never get any love as an 80s band? Well, look, look how I paired them up. I know, I know. I would have thrown you two in with Billy Idol and Beastie Boys because I could have gone. I could have gone on forever. I could have said Depeche Mode and New Order. I could have gone U two and REM. I could have gone. I mean, 
there's so much great music. So much great music. Yeah, I mean, very true. But um, so this is funny because Rob, you know, sometimes people people complain about some of my content and say it's repetitive and boring. But I track what gets clicks, and I had a post that I thought would go viral in the card collecting community recently that got no traction. But there's actually a guy already who is running what he calls Nostalgia Con. Nice. And they run one in like Long Beach here in L.A. or somewhere in the South Bay area. And they run it in Miami like once a year right now. And so when I saw that, it was like three months before it happened. I tweeted it out and I said, oh, my goodness, can you imagine showing up there with all the junk wax 80s packs that you know how to pick up for 20 cents? And listing them for, for $2. Yep, exactly. <laughs> and nobody like retweeted or clicked on the link to the red, you know, so it's like, first off, you know, like my good content, not my crappy content. I don't understand the, the internet some days. Um, <laughs> but second off, like what a great place and a great, great opportunity to marry those things. You know, I really think that that is forward looking um, pretty smart. You know, the eighties are going to be coming back and, we see it with like reunion tours for uh, new kids on the block and things like that. The amount of merch that they sell. Well, I about be freaked cool to see out what it does for collectibles this past week, and and I didn't get any hobby love. You know, excuse me, I didn't get any love on Twitter from hobby people. But um, thirty years ago, uh, one of my all-time favorite bands, Ministry, toured with KMFDM and Frontline Assembly. And there were some circumstances that prevented me from going to that show that still irk me today. Guess what? They're reuniting that tour. And I have set an alarm on my phone to grab tickets tomorrow morning. And I'll be heading back to Chicago to see that at one of my favorite venues on the far north side. I mean, people forget that in 2016, so that's four years out now, Prince's guitar sold for like $180,000, which I would imagine would be closer to three today. And so I, I'm very curious, you know, Paul Frazier is usually right on with some of his trends and stuff mm -hmm. to pay attention to. So it'll be, it'll be interesting. But um, for now, hey, let's... I've been sitting on these products for a while, dude. We got to dive yep. into this. Let's get them um, open. Trilogy. The first of our live box break segments tonight, 2019-20 Trilogy Hockey. Uh, tell me a little bit about this while I start uh, cutting into it. So there are six packs. Uh, so it's a slightly higher end product. Six packs with four cards. It's going to have two autographs or memorabilia cards, two numbered rookie cards, and then two numbered inserts. Uh, in every box. Uh, some of the cool hits include um, rookie renditions, patch auto parallels, of course, rookie rookie autographs and parallel autographs. This is the one that has the signature pucks with the little mini pucks that are signed on them. Uh, there's also all-star variants of that, which are kind of cool to see it on a special looking puck. Um, triple relics, triple swatches, crystallized autographs and autofocus. I don't know what makes autofocus special. Um, but uh, I'm curious because they, they brag, they, they br yeah, brag about the triple relics and triple swatches. Um, I'm curious if they have triple autos though too. You'd think with What's, trilogy, right? 
I would think so. So we start off with the rookie renditions of Guillaume Brisebois of the Vancouver Canucks. Okay. Johnny Gaudreau. Beware the decoy. And ah. rookie premieres, Jesper Boquist, jersey card number to 499, level one, top rookie there. Dylan Larkin base card. Oh, nice. The hot rookie this year, Cal Mac, uh, McCarr. Rookie renditions. Is that a special insert or uh, is it, it numbered? A, um, it's Two a numbered rookie, inserts or parallels? It's a rookie insert set but they okay. are not numbered. Well, the nice we thing a, is I'm on gogts.net to get this information so I can look and see the checklist right there. Brady Kachuk. Oh, and we did get a signature pucks card. Beautiful Anze Kopitar trophy winner. Silver nice. paint pen on puck. Kopi. awesome. That's one of my guys with my, uh, my LA Kings here. Beautiful card. It is. Someone's Look at that be, signature. That looks stunning on there. All right. His dog has a Twitter. Gustel. David Pasternak. Oh, stud. Cole Sherwood. Rookie for the Columbus Blue Jackets. Beware the decoy. We do have a numbered parallel, level two, numbered to 499 of Max Jones, rookie premieres. So there are that... red foil parallels of those rookie renditions, by the way, and purple foil that, no, purple foil are autos. Okay. But I wonder if that's a red foil parallel of the rookie rendition that you had earlier of that guy that you said was hot. Let's see. It was the rookie renditions. Uh, we have a red foil parallel of, of rookie premieres, but not one of the renditions. Okay. Base card of Stanley Cup champion Ryan O'Reilly. Rookie renditions, Cody Glass of the Las Vegas Knights. A blue foil rookie renditions of Blake Lazette for your LA Kings, number to 399. And an Alex Ovechkin base card. Two packs left. Mark Andre Fleury. Rookie renditions, Caden Fulcher, the Detroit Red Wings. A blue foil parallel rookie renditions of Nick Suzuki of the Montreal Canadiens. Numbered to two, excuse me, 399. 
And another Canadian, Carey Price. And our last pack. Patrick Hurricane. Nick Suzuki. Trilogy Rookie Premier Level 1, numbered to 999 of Taro Hyros of the Detroit Red Wings. And for the Columbus Blue Jackets, a base card of Pierre-Luc Dubois. All right, so let's go ahead and give away that Anze Kopitar and the Jesper Boquist Rookie Premier's jersey. Got that, bro? Oh, sorry. I was talking into the muted mic because I had been typing up the uh, tweet to be ready. Uh, yeah, no, I got that. All right. Okay. Looks good. Um, and as we mentioned at the top of the show, you can enter to win by following us on Twitter at GoGTSLive and then retweeting the tweet that is uh, attached to those cards. I just tweeted out about Upper Deck with a picture of the cards. You got to retweet that. And then finally, you have to be watching the show at the end of the night when we announce the winners in order to claim your prize and win. So don't go uh, rushing onto social media and telling people that they won because you watched the show the entire way through. So you deserve to be rewarded. If prizes don't get claimed live in real time through your emails, then they go back into the prize bucket. Absolutely. Next week. All right. Next up, one of the hottest football products Ooh, of the year, out of 2019 nowhere. Panini Contenders NFL Football. Incredible. Five autographs, including one on card, guaranteed per box. Yep, this is where you can find the iconic NFL rookie ticket. Features all the top rookies the NFL has to offer, allegedly. Um, I'm trying to think if there did did anybody slip through the cracks on this product. I don't think so. There were no not super surprises from the rookie class, right? Yeah, not that I know of. Still waiting on Tracy to tell me where I'm supposed to go tomorrow. Just a <laughs> reminder. <laughs> Tracy, That's if you're right. watching, you're going to be going to uh, the Panini has a marketing activation at the NCAA Collegiate Bowl. Uh, festivities and Panini's doing what they call their rookie roundup where they pin down the last of this year's rookie class yeah for autograph signings miles garrett this goes back to uh nobody likes getting redemptions but the nice thing is is that every once in a while when they do slip in i know panini at least does these types of events to make sure that that happens less and less and that if they do slip in they're able to get those taken care of so i know we all have a complaint from 2015 or 2014 I don't know how to fix that, but I do know that they are working as hard as they can to fix it moving forward. That's all you can do. Yep. Matthew Stafford, Delaney Walker, Calvin Ridley. So I know that we're chasing Kyler Murray or Daniel Jones in this product. Is there anybody lower on the radar, though, that you, uh, you would love to pull an autograph of, Rob? Yeah, what's that guy with the funny name? Um, no, um, no. Um, the guy with the funny name. Quarterback, G Gershwin. 
what's his name with the G? Gardner Minshew. Oh yeah. I'd be happy with a Gardner Minshew. Not a Will Greer. You're not looking for a Will Greer. You're not looking for a. Uh... This card just screams. I was made for autograph stickers, doesn't it? Guarantee there's an autograph version of this one. There are also veteran autographs in this. So there's the I like that. to Canton autographs. Guys, that are how in about the Hall this guy? Game. Travis Kelchi. Jeez. How about a winning ticket, Ben Roethlisberger? Insert number to just 49. MVP contenders. Not this year, Tom. Chandler Jones. Evan Ingram. Another cool thing in contenders this year, there are one of one golden tickets that are 14 karat gold cards. And there are also silver tickets, which are numbered to two. Our first autograph is uh, Cahale Waring of the te uh, Houston Texans. Cahale Waring. That's kind of a cool addition this year, those gold cards, non-autograph, but just as a, uh, oh, a yeah. hit of some sort. Oh, yeah, I'd love sort. to see those. Khalil Mack. There's also clear versions Gosh, of the rookie how about, ticket. How hot has this guy been in the playoffs? Derrick Henry. Rookie of the year contender, Josh Jacobs. Bobby Wagner. Keenan Allen. Julio Jones, Tyrell Williams, Garrett Bradbury, number to 99, playoff ticket for your Minnesota Vikings, James. He was last week's Future Watch player profile, where we take a look at up-and-coming players that you may not know. That's a... Uh... Cool, cool card parallel there with that uh, foil and the darkness. Yep, absolutely. So, so when you say uh, future watch, that's on gogts.net. Correct. Place you can go, and if you if you pull guys like uh, that, where you're like, man, I watched football all year and I didn't uh, didn't didn't catch that. What what was Pat the bonus? Sorry. Moment of silence for Pat Tillman. Thank you. Baker Mayfield. But you can get information on prospects and rookies that you might not have heard of. Delvin Hodges. Oh, wow. It's an autograph. Quarterback for the Pittsburgh Penguins. No. Now, is that his Pittsburgh first? Steelers. Is that his first autograph? I think it might be. So there you go. There's one of those off the radar guys, but they seem to manage to get him in the product. That's pretty cool. I mean, didn't he see playing time this year? I mean, they were, weren't they on their third string? Because we all know, yeah. Yeah, after Mason, Mason Rudolph. Rudolph was hurt, 
Roethlisberger, so he had to get playing time, right? Yeah. Now, was that a sticker or was that on card? Sticker. Okay, because I'm looking at him Darius online. Leonard. Ooh, a little cracked ice. Gary Jennings Jr. on card. Hot oh, wow. receiver for the Seattle Seahawks. What is that number to? Is that number to just 23? It is. It is numbered to just 23. Wow. All right. One autograph left. To be... Shaping up to be not a bad box here. Not a bad box at all. Wait, are the Seahawks still in it? Who's still in it? No, they lost. It's the Packers and the 49ers. And yeah, they lost the night of the Golden the Globes. The Tennessee right? Titans of all teams against the Chiefs. The Golden Globes, which I saw you tweeting about. How much you hated it. <laughs> oh. I, I just caught it at the worst, worst opportune time. Um, <laughs> ben Roethlisberger, Drew Brees. Hopkins. I had a good time. Humble brag. Todd um, Gurley. Did you go? I was wondering. Uh, I went to, yeah, I went to surrounding festivities that were at the same exact location. So, yeah, pretty much I got to got to do the red carpet. Didn't actually get to go to the award show, but watched it at a viewing party that turned into a uh, big corporate party for one of the most nominated companies there. Lucky, blessed, fun. Cool. Got to hang out with the cast of Succession. Do you watch that show? I don't have HBO. James, do you watch it? So good. So good. Kind of funny side story has nothing to do with anything, Rob, except that uh, I just got an email notification. So I mentioned that my my job had our annual kickoff the last two days. The retired Luke Keekley. Yep. Uh, you know how he retired early, right? <laughs> he saved. No. Um, but of course, they have these like leaders in the industry come and talk to us. And somebody asked them about books. And so they gave us this list of books. So I just had like spent a hundred dollars on Amazon yesterday buying all these books. <laughs> I just got the notification they shipped. You ever do that? Get overzealous with your book buying. I know I'm yeah. not going to read all, all five of the books I bought this year. There's no way. I'm I'll looking be lucky forward if to reading this book. It's called, uh, the end of marketing, humanizing your brand in the age of social media and AI. He was a speaker at the upper deck conference. Oh, oh, that's cool. Kirian Johnson, Jacoby Brissett, Patrick Mahomes, Jared Goff for Ivan. All right, one pack left. Should be an auto in there, I think. One, two, three, four. That's four, yep. Here we go.
Jimmy Garoppolo, Joe Flacco, Josh Allen, Marquise Brown, Dak Prescott, Sam Darnold. Hmm. One, two, three, four. I didn't blow by one, did I? So this, if this, let's see. Let me first make sure I opened all the packs. Yeah, do a little flipping of the, flip into the cards, go back through. Yeah, maybe I got caught up in one of your stories. Um, they have so, been good tonight. The jokes have been terrible, but the stories, if, I've been if bringing it, it the If stories. this situation happens to you when you're breaking a box and you're shorted an autograph, when it clearly says on there five in a box, uh, just contact Panini Customer Service. Uh, but you do always want to keep your box, you know. Don't just rip it up, throw it in the trash, then start breaking. Because um, sometimes there's a number on there that they need for uh, quality control purposes. Maybe the, does the cracked ice replace an auto? It shouldn't, right? No. There's one on-card auto, so that should be the one on-card auto, right? This is a cool card, though, that winning team. Maybe, I wonder if it was, you know, you had those duels that you were like, oh, I think, think one of these, you know, it would have been a good place for a sticker. Maybe turn it over, see if it says autograph on the back. Ooh, that's interesting thought. I like it. All right. Not that one. Christopher Jordan says refund the person. So we have to give away a refund? That's the giveaway we have to do. Uh, nope. Nope, oh, sounds like the kids were eating peanut butter and jelly. Got You got quiet for a second there, and I just heard my wife downstairs. Nope, do not touch anything. <laughs> not on that one usually the sound we make between the high chairs and the bathroom when they've uh, been eating peanut butter and jelly for dinner. And there was four of them. Not on that one either. I can't guarantee that that's an auto version. Uh, Bryce Love. Nope. All right. So, yeah. Uh, generally short, uh, genuinely shorted an autograph. So, like I said, um, Having toured the facility uh, a couple years ago, I'm so amazed that this kind of stuff doesn't happen more often, but it, I can tell you one thing. Just contact our customer service department. They will make it right. As for tonight, we are definitely giving away this Gary Jennings Jr. Cracked Iced Auto. We will give away the Delvin Hodges, and I'm going to pair up these two cards for a third winner, the Cahale Waring and the Garrett Bradbury numbered to 99. So three winners out of All that right. box. Very cool. Cool box. I mean, even short an auto, that was a good box. So I was uh, yep. excited to see what we get next. But if I do get a chance to talk to Tracy or one of the other guys tomorrow, I'll see if they have any extras or give away a little, little early thing from one of the things they're signing. Right? Right? Yeah. I mean... Choosers can't be beggars, right? Or choosers aren't beggars. Um, 
Cool. Well, hey, we are not straying away from contenders. We're just straying away from football because we also have another box to open tonight. Hope you haven't gone anywhere. We've got uh, Panini Contenders NBA Basketball. Yes, contenders. No draft picks. These are NBA cards here with the incredible draft class of Zion Williamson. We're going up against his debut next week, Rob. Oh, I know. How do you think our ratings will be versus the uh, Pelicans they game? Could, they could be a little low. Or yeah. some people might be going dual screen or flipping or watching both. Watching I mean, all that matters is the, the stat line and uh, one or two dunks. That's all that matters. But, yeah, we're chasing Zion, Ja, Reed, DeAndre Hunter, R.J. Barrett, and Jarrett Culver, if you've got a bit uh, – a bit longer of a tooth and can bear a little bit more crazy volatility in your rookie performance. Kobe White. Lots of great rookies in this class. Who would have seen this class having so many great rookies when Zion was so highly touted? Some good sophomores, too, and we pulled an auto already of Marvin Bagley the third, number oh, 299. Oh, that's a good sophomore right there. Some, some growing pains up there in Sacramento. That's a that's a story for a different day, but uh, lots of guys high on this kid. DeAndre Ayton. Man, the league is hot. Miles Bridges. John Crowder. So I had the opportunity uh, to go while I was in Orlando. Uh, upper Deck purchased, closed off the NBA experience venue. Uh, which is brand new to Orlando, and uh, it was really, really cool. Um, got the opportunity to meet Mo Bamba, um, take uh, pictures with him. Uh, so they have a bunch of different stations. You know, they had a dunk thing with cameras where you could lower the heights of the net and actually dunk. Uh, they ran you through a combine with, uh, you know, your wingspan, vertical jump. I had a 14-inch vertical jump. I was pretty proud of myself. Um, nice. Jalen Noel autograph numbered to 99 playoff ticket, playoff ticket. So, uh, I highly recommend, uh, checking it out, uh, $40 for the day. Uh, you can come and go as you please. And what's great is it in all of the stations have photographs and it includes your photos. So much of the Disney experience, they get you on the photos. Mm -hmm. The 40 bucks includes your auto, or excuse me, your photographs. Yeah. So pretty good deal and really fun. Yeah, that's what, that's what we did. It's uh, called Max Pass. And uh, at Dis Disney now uh, has Max Pass where you get photos included and then you get to jump to the front of the line. Uh, so we're, we're only looking for two autos, so I think we hit them there, but there could still be a Zion one-of-one non-auto, right? <laughs> Possibly. Russell, Why are you laughing? Russell it's got to be somewhere, right? It's got to be somewhere. Andrew Wiggins. Kristaps Porzingis. De'Aaron Fox. Oh, this is a cool card. Team Quads, Boston Celtics. Look at that, Ivan. It's pretty cool. Can you see the uh, little bling bling going on there? Yeah, shiny, shiny. I didn't realize there was 
only two autos in this one compared to the five in the other one. Ooh, yep. lottery ticket, R.J. Barrett. This is a cool-looking card. New insert for the year, I think, right? Lottery ticket. Um, oops, cool. I've got the wrong screen up here. Let me just double-check the... Uh, where did that one go? There it is. I wonder if that's a one per boxer. Nothing on it on the... Uh, Cell sheet. Cell sheet doesn't have a whole lot of information for this one. It's weird that uh, football gets so much attention on this product and basketball seems to get less on this product. Less, not little by any means. But uh, tenders, Kobe White. Man, he's been fun to watch for my balls. I don't know. Who is that? It was an RJ Barrett lottery ticket, you said? Yeah. Kyrie, Mar Rosen. Hey, there's my guy Mo Bamba. Yeah, it's only a, a buck twenty-five card. It's a seems like a a base insert, but man, that's a cool looking insert. I like when they add good Another inserts one. to products. Arguably, like this. the two of the best players outside Zion. Here's a lottery ticket of Rui Hachimura. Marketing. Lonzo Ball, now a Pelican. Uh, conference Finals ticket. Josh Hart, numbered to just 125. Some shininess. Steph Curry. Jordan Clarkson, Bam Adebayo, Kyle Lowry. Jimmy Buckets, is he still good? Aaron Gordon. Ooh, die cut funness. Ja Morant, superstar. Shiny die cut. That's fun. Rob, I got distracted for a minute, but there's there's an elephant in the room that I feel like we have to talk about. Did okay. you see the, the Instagram post from Scott Brocious's son today about Mike Trout using steroids? No. It took a while to take off, but it's trending now on Twitter. And it's just kind of crazy. And so I just saw a tweet that said, wow, we went from banging trash cans to Mike Trout using HGH for a thyroid disorder. <laughs> it's like, yeah, man, this this Major League Baseball offseason has just been so fun. It's bonkers. It's Lottery crazy. Ticket, PJ Washington Jr. It's like crazy. Look up these inserts for sure in this product. It's fun. Yeah. Like I was saying, uh, you know, bringing a, a product that has a little bit of, uh, I wouldn't say st staleness to it, but just like you need this product to be what it is. People expect contenders. So throwing in some nice new tech and good looking inserts to mix it up, I think is a, a good choice. 
Yeah, this is a cool-looking card, number to 199, playoff ticket of Christos Porzingis. Oh, yeah, that's cool. How's he doing? Because he was, he was hot for a minute there. I think he's still With hot. With the New York Knicks, is he still hot? I think they should see. I think they sh should seed these a little lower. I think this is number four already. Of what? The lottery ticket cards. Oh yeah, I, I looked away for a minute. Yeah, so there's somewhat common inserts, but hey, a good-looking common insert, right? Definitely. And last pack has the Zion 101. I wonder what a Zion lottery ticket goes for. Team quads of the Hornets. And we didn't even pull a Zion base card. Craziness. All right, so we will give those two autographs away. The Jalen Noel. I'm already ahead of you. The already tweeted. Bagley. All right. All right, that's going to wrap up our first box break segment of 2020. Let me just clean up a tad here. All right. So did you see the buzzer stuff, though, with the Astros guys today? Have you been nope. diving deep into the scandal? It's incredible, Rob. No, I honestly don't care. Okay, well. I, I finally had someone explain to me the big deal of it. Um, to, to give you an indication of how little I pay attention... I had no idea that there were electronics involved until like just the other day. I thought we were talking about like on the field sign stealing. And I'm like, is no. this been part of the game since like signal calling? Yeah. No, so yeah, I get it. It's bad. You can't use technology. That's awful. Well, did you, so today what happened, what came out was not only were they using technology, allegedly Alex Bregman, and Jose Altuve had buzzers on underneath their shirts that they were getting essentially text buzzed. Like if it was going to be an off-speed pitch, they'd get a buzz directly to them. None of the trash cans or anything like that. And there's video evidence of like a walk-off home run that Altuve hit where right, he's running back Don't in. tear off my shirt. I saw that. Yeah. It's and he crazy. was asked about it. He's like, I was, uh, I'm kind of shy. My wife, I, the last time my wife was mad at me. Yeah. You're a liar. And his Instagram is just him running around. You're not around just with a cheater. You're a liar too, apparently. So. Well, yeah. Did you see the Instagram? But like literally his Instagram is pictures of him running around with his shirt off. Yeah. All liar. over. So anyways, it's All just, right. it's crazy to me. It's so much fun, but make sure you go well, to Twitter, well, twitter.com slash go GTS live. And, uh, Vote for the Twitter poll and retweet the tweets to enter to win all the prizes tonight from Upper Deck and Panini America. Very cool stuff. We're already at like over 100 retweets on the one that I just posted a second ago. Y'all are crazy. Y'all got too many friends. So, like That's I said at the beginning of the program, new year, new segment, we introduced Hobby Playmakers, where we're going to showcase positive people and stories in the hobby. So, unfortunately, we're oh, really all news? too familiar with headlines like these. 
I mean, what's even more unfortunate is that these stories have been reported by some of the biggest media outlets on the planet. Uh, the implication being that these types of stories are the only exposure a large population of non-collectors have to form an opinion about this hobby we all love so much. Even more unfortunate is that even within the hobby, these types of stories often get more attention than all the positive events that transpire. Well, hopefully you're all familiar with these stories and organizations as well, though. Now, don't get me wrong. We will continue to report on all stories and happenings that impact collectors, good or bad. But I wanted to be able to showcase positive stories in the hobby that may fly under the radar. So with that, I give you the first Goji TS Live Hobby Playmaker of 2020. Meet Nathan Thompson, whose Twitter profile is at NGT Collectibles. And every week he posts a thread called hashtag the hobby, hashtag gift card. Collectors post what they may be looking for or what they have to give. And it's developed into a great way for people to connect, communicate, and facilitate the old art of good old-fashioned trading and gifting. This was recommended by some of our listeners, our viewers rather. And so hats off to Nathan Thompson, a hobby playmaker. Give him a follow at NGT Collectibles. Yeah. One of the cool things is that, as you may see from the tweets there, he tries to keep requested cards under $30 in value. And there have been a couple of times when people over the, because he's been doing it every week for quite a while now, you know, people, it sort of self-polices to make sure that it really is cards that people will enjoy and cherish. Not that there's anything wrong with flipping, but it's just that's the community that Nathan is building around this. And it's really cool seeing people grow their collections a little bit better and a little bit more more fairly because um, i'll be the first to tell you rob i never trade and you know why book value uh, yeah it's like i i'm not sitting here like wanting to go through all four thousand of my cards to find something that's 75 cent different that you want and like like the nitpickiness of it too often oh. Is yeah. just so much, so much work. You know, I for have a seven dollar card. You want you have something yeah. I want. Let's trade. Period. Or even better, someone else just offered me the card that I want, so I've got this one. Who wants it? And making it so that it's not, it doesn't have to be an exact exchange. But right, you do something good, and then you find something. And I've actually got a card right here. I didn't even know this was a, he was who was featured on the segment tonight, but I've claimed one card from from him so far. Um, but I saw this and I didn't know I needed it until I saw it. And then I was like, See, Oh, there you heck go. yeah. Glenn Beckert, national league batting leaders from 1972. Yeah. I just, uh, um, I mean, I have, I have ended up on the wrong side of trades financially on purpose mm -hmm. because the card that I wanted was worth more to me than whatever monetary value the card I was willing to get rid of was. I just, I, mm -hmm. I just don't play games like that either. Yeah. So thank but, you. So uh, props Nate. to Nate. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So if you have somebody um, who's deserving of being a hobby playmaker or see a story, uh, please let us know. And um, 
let's use the hashtag hobby playmaker uh, so we can keep an eye out for that and they might be featured in future segments you want to know what's kind of cool rob so i'm on the twitter right now for go gts and i just clicked from the notifications back to the timeline and literally uh -huh. seven seconds ago someone replied to his thread from four days ago so i can only assume that swoon doodle <laughs> is a viewer of the show and watching right now because they responded and said hey i can give uh this uh, Michael Gallup uh, patch card for any 2019 Mets rookie card. So there That's you go. Awesome. There you go. Awesome. awesome. All right. Um, back in the swing of things, it's been a couple of slower weeks in the hobby over the last few weeks with just a few products releasing. Uh, but next week, things pick up significantly. So let's dive into a look ahead to next week's new releases in a segment we like to call Hot in the Shop. Uh, kicking things off, we've got 2020 Tops Archives Signature Series Baseball Cards Active Player Edition. You know this. It's been around a few years now. It's got an encased autograph buyback card in every box featuring active MLB players on original tops and Bowman cards. Every card is hand-signed, sequentially numbered, and encased. So some of the autog autograph buybacks, uh, again, to reiterate, every card is signed on card. Every card is numbered. Also coming to shops, we have a new product coming out from Onyx Authenticated 2020 Onyx Milestones Autographed Ticket Collection. Very interesting considering a lot of the talk at the last national was on tickets as a collectible, especially because they are going out of favor with digital. Um, so this is a first of its kind product which focuses exclusively on historical tickets signed by the athlete or athletes who participated in the event with some of the top names in sports history. And here's another reason I love GoGTS.net is because we can actually find out there's only 125 security sealed boxes of this product. A case has five boxes with one autograph ticket. So when we start listing names, you know right there the odds of pulling that name. Uh, should I start at the bottom or the top? I can't even tell with this list. What is the bottom or the top? How about Barry Bonds autograph 600th home run ticket? Sure. Wayne Gretzky autograph 1999 all-star game ticket. Muhammad Ali autographed boxing hall of fame ticket. LeBron James autographed 2010 NBA all-star game ticket. Barry Sanders autographed last NFL game ticket. Hank Aaron autographed 1966 opening day ticket. Gordie Howe autographed last professional hockey game ticket. So you see some incredible provenance with the tickets as well as the autographs that are on them. Oh, and maybe just a Michael Jordan autographed ticket from a 1990 game. Uh, doesn't even need to be any game, just, uh, you know, anything special. A Michael Jordan autograph ticket, that's pretty incredible. Um, yeah, and that's just, that's, I mean, so they actually sent the checklist is on gogts.net. I mean, here's one of the lesser hits. A Dick Buck is signed 1964 Rose Bowl ticket. 
I'll take you it. You know, like that's at the bottom of the list. You know, an oral Hershiser Tom Lasorda PSA DNA uh, signed 1988 NLCS ticket. Like I'm looking at this, trying to find a name I don't recognize. Bobby Bowden, uh, Wayne Gretzky, maybe Patrick Reed, uh, a golfer, but a pretty well-known golfer these days. Uh, Suzuki, three different Suzuki uh, Ichiro, sorry, <laughs> four different Ichiro autograph tickets, and it just goes on and on and on. Sorry, I've gone on too far. Go to gogts.net and see the checklist for yourself, but what a cool product from Onyx. Yeah, I like it. I'm going to see a, a lot more interest in uh, tickets in general. Uh, in the years to come uh two products on this week's list are uh were pushed back from our last week on air in 2019 this was one of them 2019 20 upper deck synergy nhl hockey cards uh with a new easier to obtain bounty program that's fun plus GTS customers receive a free overtime wave one pack for every box purchased that they'll pass on to you for purchasing uh, eight red parallels and seven insert cards in every box. This product really is on the cutting edge of set collecting, technology-based variants, and much more. It's one of the most colorful products produced in the sport, maybe in the hobby as a whole. Um, they've increased the number of autograph cards uh, as case hits. Look for three autograph cards and one cast for greatness metal card. So that's four um, case hits out of 20. So basically one in five boxes. Beautiful 100-card base set. Uh, rookies in blue parallel, green parallel, purple parallel. New rookie journey insert cards. Three unique rookie chase cards. Draft home and away of each select. The coveted 36-card gold parallel cast for greatness set. And each person to complete the mission will receive uh, the cast for greatness card number 36 as well. Be on the lookout for a variety of inserts, including exceptional beginnings, impactful performers, millennial impact, and sensational seasons. This comes out next week. As you can see, it didn't come out the week of the 11th, but it is here next week. Synergy Hockey. So talking about uh, buyback products and uh, rebuilt products, again, it all comes down to transparency. So we're going to show you some of the hits from the upcoming 2020 Super Deluxe Greatest of All Sports Cards, but very cool, limited to 25 numbered cases, just 25 cases. Each case is going to have six premium buyback cards and one, the bar, one of one cut signature cards with some pretty incredible names in there. Uh, like you see the Joe DiMaggio cut signature, the bar. Um, you see, uh, is that Sandy Koufax down there at the bottom? Gotta use a magnifying glass a little bit with some of these, but uh, that's because I'm old. Uh, so the bar names are always popular. Um, and then the cards, look at that Connor McDavid booklet, autograph rookie relics. Um, it's LeBron James, rookie BGS 9.5, Peyton Manning on card autograph, Tom Brady on card autograph, uh, Nolan Ryan, uh, I can't see the number on it, but a PSA Nolan Ryan 1968 rookies, Michael Jordan rookie card and a BGS 8, uh, a really sick looking Lamar Jackson in there. I don't know how y'all feel about him. One playoff loss. Come on, get over it. Oh, I He's so much more to Ravens Chiefs matchup like i think 90 percent yeah. of the world did 
That would have been fun. Oh, just hanging out in the little corner over there, a Wayne Gretzky rookie. So you can see what the hits are in this product. And like I said, only 25 cases of it. So lots of good options there. Cool stuff coming out of Super Break with Super Deluxe, greatest of all sports cards. Also coming out next week, a product that was pushed back, 2019 Historic Autograph Civil War Divided. We talked about this a little bit, but now we have a great video to go along with it, including some footage of Historic Autograph representatives uh, on site at some of these battlefields digging up dirt for these um, relic cards from some amazing sites. 2019 Historic Autograph Civil War Divided is going to deliver two to three autographs, two Civil War era stamp cards, one Civil War Battlefield dirt relic card, like you see here at Gettysburg, and mm. one gray border base card numbered to seven, which is uh, bounty eligible, or one red border base card numbered to one of one, plus 15 limited edition base cards numbered to either 65, 61, or one of one in every box, so loaded. In addition, most boxes will contain one original Civil War era U.S. coin. You're talking an 1860s coin. Pretty cool. Also included in this product are Civil War relic redemptions for things like original cabinet photography of the Andersonville prison. Uh, how about a probably a non-functioning but still a U.S. Colt revolver, cartridge boxes, Grand Army of the Republic medals, and much more. Four boxes in a case, 21-plus cards in a box. Some of the autograph signers, uh, Civil War-era signed items, including but not limited to presidents, Union and Confederate generals, war date soldier letters, and important figures from the Civil War like Claire Barton, Frederick Douglass, Harriet Beecher Stowe, and Dorothea Dix. The cut signature checklist is absolutely loaded with great names, including four Abraham Lincolns, no less than two signatures each of Ulysses S. Grant, Phil Sheridan, George B. McClellan, Jeb Stewart, Jefferson Davis, Robert E. Lee, and more. This hits store shelves next week with a total print run of 800 boxes. Well, Rob, the Star Wars original trilogy black and white cards from Tops comes to its conclusion with Star Wars Return of the Jedi. So this takes some incredible photography from the Star Wars universe from the uh, third Star Wars film or the sixth episode, depending on which way you're counting, and renders it in beautiful black and white along with hue shift parallels going all the way from sepia, which are one per pack. It's sepia. Blue, purple, red, orange, down to metal carbonite numbered one of one. Ooh. You can correct me on that carbonite too. There's also some cool black and white behind the scenes insert cards and poster insert cards in black and white. I'm trying to find more words to mispronounce. Dang it. Um, and of course, because of the fact that the autographs, uh, are coming from some of the tops as uh, vault. There are names such as Carrie Fisher in this product, despite having moved on. Um, though I do Incredible. love that they market signing yeah. from beyond the grave. Yeah, but still, uh, it's you know it's cool. I think for a collector, as somebody that has not yet pulled a Carrie Absolutely. Fisher autograph from a pack, that how I how many still stickers can. you think that tops is sitting on for her? 
Um, Th- thousand. I mean, probably, probably. Mm-hmm. I don't know. If, like it was starting to ramp up before they, uh, before she she left us. There is a six person autograph card as an example with Harrison Ford, Carrie Fisher, Billy D. Williams, uh, Peter Mayhew as Chewbacca. So again, he died. Um, yeah, um, lots of cool stuff. Dual. Ewok card, but I love the fact that uh, just before Carrie Fisher, they also promote Michael Carter as Bib Fortuna. Doesn't that seem like kind of a funny pairing to put together on the uh, sell sheet? Yes, <laughs> We've got Carrie yes, Fisher. We've also got Michael Carter as Bib Fortuna. I don't know how often <laughs> he signs, though. So He was in an American Werewolf in uh, London, which does kind of make me actually want his autograph. I've always loved Bib Fortuna with his Oanawanga. All right. And How was that for a Bib Fortuna? Moving on from Top Star Wars to another Tops Entertainment product. The first series of GPK is here, and it's called Late to School. You're going to get 24 Booger Green parallel cards, bruised parallels in the collector box. And this year's release is going to showcase new shaped sketch cards, new pennant cards, the return of card back checklists, and new packaging. I love it. Box hits. 24 Booger Green parallel cards in the hobby box. A one school wacky package in the collector box. Um... So what is this brand new packaging I'm hearing about? I think it's a lunchbox. The collector's box comes in a lunch pail. I love it. That is awesome. That's unique. <laughs> That's that cool. is awesome. Um, I mean, what can I tell you that you don't know about GPK already? Uh, visit gogts.net to get all the information you need to discern whether you're going to buy a hobby box or a collector box. And that wraps up a look at Hot in the Shop for next week. Some cool wow. stuff. Well, it's a good, good week to return on. Yeah, absolutely. Some fun stuff. Um, so as I mentioned earlier, Jeopardy Greatest of all time wrapped up this week, including uh, James Holhauser, Ken Jennings, and another guy. Uh, I don't know the other guy, and he lost, and he lost bad, so I don't even care. And, um, I mean, all right, James Holhauser finished number two in Jeopardy Greatest of All Time. But in all honesty, he'll always be number one in our hearts, simply because Ivan and I had so much fun with him on stage at the National this year. So if you, had, if you missed our interview with Mr. Holzhauer at the National, uh, we're going to play uh, the entirety of that segment uh, for you now while Ivan gets to work pulling all of the winners we'll then come back wrap up uh, the winners have a couple programming notes and we'll get you guys on your way so check out our interview from the Mike Burkus main stage at the National Sports Collectors Convention with James Holzhauer and we'll be right back all right, we're pleased to welcome to the stage a big round of applause for Jeopardy champion James Hullhauser. Wow, what an honor. Yeah, go ahead and take the center seat here. 
James, welcome to the Mike Burkus main stage at the National Sports Collectors Convention. It should be on. Okay, thank you for having me. Uh, absolutely. So, just to get to know you a little bit better, first and foremost, what was it like when you realized that not only were you on a run that was going to set a record, but when it all came to an end and you look back, what you know, are your thoughts? You know, it was interesting. Um, one, one tricky thing is that I taped everything before my first episode even aired, so it was kind of like, okay, you know, now I know what's going to happen, but how is it going to play out uh, in the world? And honestly, I was very surprised by the response I got like it was more much more positive than I expected it to be and there's way more people paying attention to the show than I realized yeah exactly look at this <laughs> <laughs> all these sports collectors are interested in seeing you and a lot of that probably had to do with the fact that you showed up on a baseball card this year when tops reached out to you what was your first reaction about that uh, yeah, I mean, I did. I was again surprised that this kind of became the pop culture phenomenon it did. And uh, you know, I have a friend who works for a company that has a booth here, and he said, "Hey, Tops might be interested." And I was, you know, like, "Okay, you know." I, <laughs> I honestly thought I would have to pay them to make this happen. That's <laughs> how much I know about how the industry works these days. But um, yeah, it was uh, just a great opportunity. Of course, I jumped right on that. Now I know that your background before Jeopardy was that y you were a sports better. They kept saying you were a professional sports better on the show. Uh, did you find that your sports knowledge contributed a lot to helping Jeopardy, or? Uh, it helped some. You know, they do have a fair amount of sports categories on the show, although uh, I missed a few sports questions that the public won't let me forget. Um, but I think that what really helped me is that, you know, I developed this attitude like this, this money in front of me or chips to win more chips, you know, and you don't cash them out until the tournament's over. And I think that a lot of people who have never gambled heavily don't come in with that attitude, which really they need to have if they're going to make a big payday like that. Yeah, I'd love to ask you more about that, because I actually, I've loved Jeopardy. I DVR it every day and watch it in streaks when I need to binge watch something. <laughs> and I've always wondered why people don't bet more on the daily doubles. Can you tell me how long before your appearance did you formulate that strategy? And how long were you spending working on strategy from the time you found out you were going to be on the show to when you actually started? Uh, so the, when I actually found out I was going to be on the show, I had about three weeks to prepare. And um, But, you know, I had for years come up with the idea that, hey, you know, I get one shot at this. I'm going to make the most of that shot. And, you know, when when I'm gambling, if I if I find like a 2 or 3% edge on my bet, I'm ecstatic. But, you know, the, the edges they're giving you on a daily double, you're going to get it right, say, 90% of the time. And they're paying you even money. That's just a phenomenal deal that you never find in my line of work. And... You know, I want to get as much money on that as I can, really. So speaking of gambling, afterwards you decided to take play, uh, part in the World Series of Poker. <laughs> and, you know, maybe it didn't end the way you were hoping, but talk about that experience because, I mean, not everybody gets to gets to that level to be able to do that. Yeah, it's uh, it was an exciting experience. You know, I never played in a World Series event before, but, you know, this was an opportunity I couldn't turn down. They... Uh, I entered into a partnership with one of these poker sites where we, uh, they bought me into the tournament and we agreed to donate half of our winnings to charity, which did not turn out to be much. But then they, the poker site reached out and they gave $10,000 of their own money to a charity for homeless teens in Vegas, which, you know, was really awesome of them. They didn't have to do that. And, you know, I thought it was a great experience to kind of, you know, this is one of the nice things about gambling is it's a thing where you can go and test your medal against the best players in the world and you know you don't have to spend years qualifying for it all you need is money and an opinion 
Now, I know that uh, you mentioned that they filmed so far in advance that you knew the outcome before the episodes aired. Have they done the Tournament of, tournament of Champions yet, and how much more money can you win? That's, this Tournament of Champions is going to air in November, and the first prize, well, they have a, a minimum first prize guarantee of 250000 but they've been told, I've been told that if my final score is greater than that, they will give me the extra also. So <laughs> we will see. I think the, the theoretical maximum is about a million dollars, but unlikely to get to that point. <laughs> no small chump change. Yeah. That's nice. So is, have you ever been to a national sports collector's convention? I mean, it's here in Chicago sometimes. I know you're a local guy. This is my first. I mean, I've been to some smaller things like in Las Vegas before, but I'm, I'm really amazed at the amount of cool memorabilia I see all around me everywhere. It's, it's something. Yeah, it's pretty impressive. I mean, just look at this crowd and the floor. Talk a little bit about your impressions on some of the things that you saw out there that were like, man, that's really cool. Oh, I, uh, I saw a Roddy Piper tartan, like, I don't even know what to call it, a tartan robe or something like that. It, it didn't even have a price tag, <laughs> but uh, might be bidding on that one. We'll see. Very cool. Oh, I was going to ask, uh, so are you getting back into collecting at all? I, I talked to a bit of your friends the other night, and, uh, you know, is there anything about cards that has an allure for you or... You know, when I was a kid, uh, there was no baseball reference or fan graphs or anything like that. If you wanted to know what the baseball player's stats were, it was your job to go and like acquire a complete set of cards. So I would, I would go to my friends and be like, hey, I got, I got two Griffey Juniors and I need uh, you know, some of your commons uh, to make up my set. Can we work out a trade here? That's, uh, that was the first thing that came to mind. Um, it's been a while since I've done any active collecting. I'm not entirely sure I want to get back into it, but I'm going to be doing a thing later where I open some old wax packs of cards from my youth. I think that'll be a nice nostalgic trip. Any family members that have said, you know what, I, I need to collect your card? <laughs> yeah, there's a... So Top sent me, like, I don't know, maybe 200 sample cards of uh, the Ellen and Ginter one they produced of me, and there's been a lot of demand of people I know who want uh, one of those 200, so... I'm going to run out soon, I think. <laughs> I was going to say, 200 is almost about the same number of shout-outs that you were able to do on the Jeopardy <laughs> run, right? Yeah, they actually, um, you know, the Jeopardy's onset lawyers changed a number of rules on the fly in reaction to what I was doing uh, on stage. <laughs> they said, you know, you can't just do this. That's not, that doesn't mean a verbal confirmation of your bet. Uh, you can't just shout out your family members. They let me get away with that for a long time, honestly. Uh, I did a thing where I was drawing some sports team logos into my name for a while, and they, they didn't even realize what was going on, but I made the dumb mistake of telling them about it, and they sh shut that down immediately. So. Well, that's too bad, really, because I thought one of the great things about your appearances was the personality and style that you brought to it, and I thought that's one of the reasons it was so engaging and compelling. So maybe they'll loosen it up just a tad for Jeopardy cha they're, champions. I think they, they have a line here, and I was just trying to go up here. It's <laughs> <laughs> a little too much for them. Um, I also, before we open it up to questions from the crowd, I'm sure you get asked a lot about Alex Trebek. In my own observation, he really warmed up to you uh, versus some of the other contestants I've seen. But can you tell us anything funny or any good stories that may have happened there? Uh, I suppose I can, I can tell one. I've already gotten Alex into trouble for this, so I might as well repeat it now. Um, so we were, you know, after you have re finished recording the episode, Alex comes over and shakes everyone's hand, and you have a little quick chat for like a minute while the cameras are rolling. And so after one of my games where I won over $100,000, he shook my hand and he pointed to the, the contestants waiting to play the next game in the audience and said, look at them. 
they're going, oh, shit, we have to play James next. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, do you mind if we take a couple quick questions from the audience? Uh, yeah, go ahead. All right. Ivan, while you're do finding someone who asks a question, between preparing for Jeopardy and all the other things in your life, what, what's something that you're looking forward to doing next, or is it all the focus of the champions? Uh, yeah, I, w I wish I, I had my future figured out, to be honest, but, um, you know, there's some people making great offers of me. Uh, I, I don't want to name drop too much, but, you know, these are the kind of things that half a life ago I would have uh, just snap accepted, but, you know, now I have a wife and a kid to worry about, and thinking about what's best for all of us is not necessarily the same as what's best for just me. It's, it's tricky. But, you know, it's lots of doors are opening for me right now, and I really appreciate that. That's awesome. All right, Ivan, who's got a question? Hi, James. I'm another James. Um, since the show was taped so far in advance, I'm wondering what the period was like for you before it hits the air. Can you tell your wife uh, who can you tell what? And just what was that period like knowing that you're going to unleash kind of a national phenomenon. So Jeopardy tapes five episodes a day, and I think if I, I snuck out for eight total days of taping or whatever it was, my wife might have noticed I was gone if I didn't say anything to her. Uh, she definitely was in on everything that was going on, but she was about the only one uh, who knew. Uh, I would say the number one thing we did is make sure that like, my address and phone number were not available on the internet when uh, my episodes started airing. So. There's kind of a layer of safety from the, the fans and the creepers. <laughs> right there. Yes. I know, you're, I know you were on Pat McAfee's podcast recently. What was that about? Can you tell us about that? Uh, yeah, I mean, Pat's, I think one of his staffers actually reached out to me. And, uh, you know, I, I, I'd never met Pat before, but I know it's, his podcast is a really fun listen. He's a great comedian, uh, just like, you know, fun dude. And I thought that was definitely a fun opportunity. You know, the... Lots of people have asked to talk to me, but, you know, I've been really prioritizing the ones that talk about subjects I'm interested in. You know, Pat is clearly a huge fan of Jeopardy. He talked uh, a little bit about me with it, and it's clear he watches every day, and he was really thrilled that someone like me was up there. That was a real fun time. Before anybody asks, uh, James is here courtesy of Top Shelf Breaks over in the corner there, and he is going to make himself available for a brief time for some photo ops and signing after this, but don't charge him. Let him graciously get over there, <laughs> line up accordingly, be respectable. Uh, we'll take one more question from the audience before we play a little Hobby Jeopardy. So James, this is gonna settle a long running debate in our family. Um, if you, you can't win unless you buzz in. Um, do you buzz, can you buzz in Immediately, do you buzz in immediately when Alex finishes the reading the question, or do you, when do you start buzzing in exactly, and how did you uh, find yourself gaining an, an advantage through the buzz-in process, if, if you did at all? So Jeopardy actually has a buzzer system that needs to be manually activated. Now, the person, the person who's responsible for activating the buzzer uh, is probably also listening to Alex's voice and trying to determine when he's going to finish reading the question. Um, but there's a, there's a set of lights that appear around the game board that you can't see on television, and those are your, your, kind of your visual cue that it's okay to buzz in now. Now, some people don't wait for the lights to come on. They try to time it only off the voice and just, you know, get in there really quickly, but everyone has their own strategy. You, but, yeah, you, you do have to wait until everything is finished and the, the system is on before you can start trying to buzz. All right. Wow. So I hope you enjoyed that. I... I 
I look back at that fondly, Ivan. That was a lot of fun. Blast from the past there. So excited to watch. Uh, I've got them all on the DVR. I haven't been able to follow the tournament, but hard to avoid the news, but it should be a good showdown. So For congrats, sure. James Holtzauer, on two incredible runs on uh, Jeopardy. Absolutely. All right, we have some prizes to give away. Um, do you want to start or finish with the Upper Deck stuff? Um, let's just go ahead and start with that since we had such so many good hits to give away as well. I don't even know how to stack stuff, so I'm just going to go top to bottom. Rexford's excited wherever he's at, uh, and uh, that's because we're giving away a ton of stuff. So the first prize is the um, Series 1 binder, some other stuff, and a Tiger Woods Funko Pop from the Upper Deck uh, Certified Diamond Dealer Conference. That's going to Beery Franklin. Oh, I got to tell you how to claim your prize, don't I, Beery? Um, so obviously we said you got to be watching to win. Uh, in order to claim your prize, since you just heard your name, Beery Franklin, go ahead and email us, gogtslive at gogts.net, the name of the show at the name of the website. Email us your name, your mailing address, your Twitter handle so we can confirm and what you won to make it easy for us to match up everything. All right. Just and when he says us, us, he means me. So yeah. yes, I'm, I'm, please. Yeah. The collective. Yes. You know, we do all the work here. Rob, <laughs> Rob and I can do. Um, so yeah, so keep it easy on us, Beery Franklin. Um, but congratulations. You won that cool upper deck prize pack. We've got two more of those. The next one is the upper deck binder with the, uh, unclaimed packs and, uh, young guns from the box that we broke. That's going to brother Tona, brother Tona. Congratulations, brother Tona. Some interesting new names on the list tonight. Uh, here's another new name for the ultra pro display and the black box hits. Demo 79 Walsh. There's also a, a upper deck hat in there, Demo, and a binder for you as well. Demo 79 Walsh. All right, next up from our box break of Upper Deck Trilogy Hockey, the Jesper Boquist jersey card is going to G. Schmitz 29. Congratulations, G. Schmitz 29. And that beautiful Anjay Kopitar uh, puck autograph is going to PT Sports 19. PT Sports 19. Awesome. Next up from Panini, uh, NFL contenders. We've got the Garrett Bradbury numbered to 99 plus some Texans wide receiver. I couldn't couldn't catch his name. That's going to Nate Dog VB. Nate Dog with two G's VB. Uh, then we've got the Duck. Duck Hodges, Delvin Hodges going to JB Farm, JB Farm with a PH. You know who you are, JB Farm. Congratulations. That's the uh, that's a name I do recognize. Love seeing our viewers week in, week out. Uh, and then the Gary Jennings Jr. autograph numbered to 23. Cracked Ice is going to T Halls 37. T Halls 37. All right, two more winners, two more incredible prizes. We've got the Marvin Bagley autograph from Contenders Basketball. That's going to RKB Fire, RKB Fire. And then the Jalen Noel auto numbered to 99, I believe. That was low numbered, right? Is going to at Replica Sleeve, at Replica Sleeve. So, yeah, so all those funny Twitter handles, uh, you all won something. Um, 
That's it. That's all I got. I told you the jokes aren't good today. I've got good stories, though. All right. A um, couple quick programming notes. Look for uh, upcoming guest interviews in the very near future with Gene McLeod, nicknamed PMG Gene. Yes. She's the former design lead at FLIR and responsible for bringing us hmm. precious metal gems and so many other phenomenal FLIR products from back in the day. It'll be great talking with her. As well as we're going to introduce you to Emily Kless, a.k.a. the new Suze at Tops, to talk more about the Tops 1 million card rip party. Uh, so we'll be scheduling those in the next couple weeks. So... That's going to do it for this episode of Go GTS Live to kick off the 2020 new year. Thank you for joining us. We'll be back next week with another brand new episode of the Hobbies Web Show. So for Ivan Lovgren, James Gale behind the scenes, I'm Rob Bertrand. You know what to be doing before between now and next week. Always be collecting. And stay tuned to our Twitter feed. Ivan's going to be at the Collegiate Bowl uh, event, hopefully tomorrow, uh, bringing you some more content. So have a good weekend, everybody. We'll see you next Thursday.